Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, men. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show, brought to you by Fichta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings. Why are you making fun of me, Vidcast Network? My name is Joe Miller. That over there is John Fina. John, you seem to be in a really good, annoying mood. Yeah, baby, four-time AFC East champs. Are you kidding me? What, what's not to love? Why? Well, I mean, every like I can't even imagine what Monday was like in Buffalo. I mean, I couldn't sleep after that game. I was yeah. like uh, tossing and turning. I like got to go to bed. I got to get a flight in the morning. Can't do the show Monday night, but damn it all, I like chomping at the bit. Uh, thinking about the game and seeing all the replays online, I was just. Holy cow, exhilarating, heartbreaking, terrifying, uh, every gamut of emotion. It was all of them. Love it. It, it got all of the emotions absolutely 100% in there. There was a point, I said it on my show on Sunday, like literally about three minutes before the Deontay Hardy touchdown return, I sent Jerry a, a text that just said, me thinks this game might be over. <laughs> I was like, that's where I was at. I was like, I've seen this ending before. Like, I know what's about. And then Deontay Hardy just lit the whole thing on fire uh, and changed the whole momentum and just the feel of the game, which was tremendous. Uh, welcome to everybody into the show. It's so good to have you. This is on a very odd time. Uh, again, John was traveling, so we had to kind of adjust. And we, I think we had about 50 text messages go back and forth, just trying to find a window between his schedule and my schedule. It was going to work. Uh, so thank you to everybody that's, that's joining us right now live. Uh, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time on a Tuesday. It's good to have you. We are Super Chat Live. Please like, please subscribe. Uh, if you want to get our attention uh, in the chat, in the comment section, just, just throw us a Super Chat. It's good to have everybody uh, in the room. My mom was here a couple minutes ago. It's her birthday. It's it's uh, it's Joe's mom's birthday today. Uh, uh, I don't know if she came back or not. She was doing some stuff, and I, I think she's, I don't know if she's going out to dinner. Too. She's in Tennessee. I'm actually, I'll, I'll see her on Friday, but yeah, I don't know if she's if they've got plans tonight or whatever. Happy birthday, Bonnie Clark. Happy birthday to mom, indeed. But let's take a very quick minute to hear from our show sponsor, uh, Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care. Uh, yeah. Picture this. Crystal clear vision without the hassle of glasses or contacts. Imagine watching Josh Allen's game-changing touchdowns with absolute clarity. At Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, we can make that a reality. 
Now, in a matter of seconds with Zeiss Smile technology, you can see clearly and get back to doing the things you love as soon as the next day. Visit us online at Ficta.com and take our free self-test to see if you're eligible and schedule an evaluation. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. Focused on you. Go Bills. Look, if you've got John scooting back to the seat, if you've got eye issues, if you've got not perfectly clear vision, it is a free consultation. So if you're in the Buffalo area and you are interested in at least knowing if there's help out there for you, give Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care a call. Get your free consultation. Let them know that uh, the John Fina sent you from Buffalo Rumblings just so that they know that uh, the sponsor. Hey, you yeah. tell them that I sent you, they might bar you at the door. So say Joe Miller, the voice sent you. Yeah, they don't know who I am. Everybody knows you're gonna who be you escorted are. in. Get probably get a foot massage. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, well, no comment. I'm just gonna let that one go. <laughs> I was gonna jump on it. I'll just let it go. Victor and Ellen Elmer, I care. Uh, they've been awesome this year. Super thankful for them and their sponsorship of this show and several shows on Buffalo Rumbling. So yes, awesome. Back to it, John. Four times, four X, baby. 4X, uh, not impossible, wildly improbable, this this whole five-game stretch. And Josh Allen didn't exactly uh, – he wasn't the – he wasn't Superman through five games. The Buffalo Bills accomplished this feat of going fi- on a five-game win streak to take the number two seed and the East from the Dolphins without Josh Allen playing perfect football. It's incredible, like what this team is. Well, that's right. There is no I in team, Joe. <laughs> It is so true. And people tend to forget about it, especially now we focus on the marquee players Mm. and their contributions. And when they, when they contribute negatively or detract, we almost like hang our hat on our our success or failures based on this one guy. And it's nice to see the different characters, the different facets of the game that showed up uh, two nights ago against Miami and just killed their dreams and as a 90s bill, that's for me. Like, I, I don't harbor a ton of hate for Indy or the Jets or New England. But, like, you you were ingrained to despise the Dolphins, you know, back in the 90s. So, yeah. I, was, I just – it was extra thrilling, too. And to do it down there was just fantastic. To do it down there in front of our fans. <laughs> Did you – Man, it was – it was so real, too. I mean, you know, that, that we've been getting dragged a little bit. Oh, you know, the takeover of Fort Lauderdale or whatever you want to say. But, man, when when their offense was on the field, I was like, hey, that's kind of loud. I, I can hear Bills fans. <laughs> and then when uh, Hardy's taking that ball back, when we score a touchdown, that just the eruption of crowd noise in an yeah. away stadium for your team, you know, kind of like, wait a minute. So instead of it only being loud for half the game, it was equally loud for the entire game, and that's such a cool deal. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was rather incredible. It's. It's funny to me. Uh, just. To, just. To, if it's Miami, the the banter on Twitter the last couple of days has been, well, this is Miami. Opposing team fans obviously want to come here for a football game because it's Miami, and it's like, well, wait a second. It, it, like the LA Chargers can't get a home game either. No, and everybody says because they have a bad fan base. So in LA, it's because it's a bad fan base. In Miami, it's because everybody just wants the to go weather. to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weather. Well, uh, they, they're the ones that sold their tickets, right? They're the ones that sold their tickets. It's funny because I mean, apparently the Dolphins are done with it. There, there were some emails that went out where they are revoking season ticket holders tickets for selling their tickets to opposing team fans now. <laughs> uh, someone's going to be looking at the fine print on that. Indeed. Indeed. But it was... Uh, 
It was it was it was an amazing job. Real quick, and this wasn't you and I have not talked about this. Can you talk about just Sean McDermott real quick? Do you have any thoughts him keeping this tribe together? And I mean, the relief that he felt. I played a, an audio clip, which I could probably pull it up if I if I found it. He, the relief that he felt after that game. Did you hear his his quick interview with Capaccio when he was like giddy on the football field? I yeah. did. Okay. I did. Can you just real quick? Do you just have a thought just about the job that he did at the end of this season with all that Tyler Dunn article out there and everything else? Look, there's enough stress to being a leader in the NFL and then have on top of it the the article that was written, right? To have to relieve your OC of duty, to have you know this this man God playing quarterback for you and the pressure that you have to support him to get to 12 or 14 wins to, you know, to go deep into the playoffs, it's overwhelming. And to go down with that chance of being the seven seed or the two seed and pull that off, the relief that, that mm. came out of it, totally, totally realistic. But in so far as the coaching goes, Man, I don't know. I, I, I'm definitely not a rearview mirror kind of guy for the most part. I look at it and say, you know, I'm not on the field. I'm not in the moment making the decisions that I have to make. And, Joe, how many decisions do you want back? I mean, on a, on a, a yearly basis. Daily. How about a daily basis? <laughs> how about a daily basis? But without – I mean, that's the time you got to process and make that decision. Right. So I tend to be a little bit more forgiving, and I try to say, okay, well, I see why he did it that way. But by and large, something got into that defense, whether it came to Sean, from Sean McDermott or mm. just the way they felt like, hey, we have a chance. We are the right guys. Mm-hmm. It was something to watch. Holy moly. Yeah, he's not probably going to be coach of the year. He he clearly is going to be a candidate. D'Amico Ryans is probably going to be the coach of the year, first-time coach, rookie, rookie quarterback, and obviously what they've done in Houston. Uh, as far as that goes, but man, it's uh, we we've we've very much collectively as a fan base gone from either the extreme of fire him now to maybe this is a consideration to oh my gosh, like what has this guy done? This is absolutely incredible. So super great. Somebody super awesome. I know once once coined the phrase "wildest dreams land." I don't know who that guy was, but <laughs> it was it was somebody that's sitting sort of next to you. But yeah, it's uh, w- wicked smart. I mean, <laughs> to think about it, you know, from six and six, and we're here now. Two and six. the look, I, I just I feel a little bit bad for Mike McDaniel, even though he's hard to feel bad for. But that slack jawed, freaking blank, glossy eyed expression that they, mouth, they mouth. snap him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my lord! It's like, bro, you've become a meme, the, and it's the, just so. The first that one will last. That will follow him like queso forever. <laughs> oh jeez! The first one I took a picture of because I was laughing so hard. By the third or fourth time they did it, I was like, "Stop doing that to him!" Like they keep doing it to him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I think the weirdest thing about that is the hard knocks thing that, and it's on tonight, Tuesday night. So the Bills are, or the the Dolphins have the hard knocks in season. So this week will be all about preparation for the Bills game and then the Bills game and then basically what happened shortly thereafter. Um, The the hard part for me is I loathed, to your point, hated with the the, the passion of a thousand sons, the Dolphins of the 90s. I hated Dan Marino. I hated like Mark Duper and Mark Clay. I hated all those guys. Like I hated you name it, if they were on that team, I could not st- – Mark Higgs, I think, was the running back back then. I hated every player on that football team. 
And it's hard not to somewhat kind of like Tua. It's hard not to, like you, you, I respect Tyreek Hill and how dangerous he is and how talented he is. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. When he caught that touchdown and did the backflip in the end zone with a sprained ankle, I was like, dude, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and Mike McDaniel, there's something endearing about just his, his kind of like loosey goosey surfer boy, young, yeah. right? He's got the, he's got the, but bizarre. it wasn't enough, Joe. It just I, wasn't enough. I know, but you're trying to move me along. I'm just saying it's very. I'm conflicted. I'm just telling you that I'm conflicted. But no, you're not conflicted. But what you you you're not you know you're not young and and full of all the hate for the rival team that you used to be. Like you're a grown man now with a little bit more perspective. You understand there's a way to take uh, to make a retort on X where you're not disparaging someone because of their looks or anything. Where yeah. you you can bring an intellectual argument to the table. And, and that might be why I don't get involved in that because sometimes my childlike behavior would take over and I'm like, I'm still a former player. And some mm. of those, those attacks on whether it's our players or on the, you know, the wonderful people in Bill's mafia sometimes are warranted, but when they're not, I just find them to be horrific. And I know right. that if I engage in a fight, I'll never yeah. get out of it. So hundred percent. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's move this show along and let's, uh, I'm going to yeah. give you the floor first because there was a lot. So let's talk about some of the good in your opinion, the thing that you, the things that you saw and maybe the whys behind it. Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious is the defensive second half, right? Oh. I mean, they got, they got Swiss cheesed in the first half with the, the reverse pitch running game out in space. And, you know, that's a good, good play, hard to defend, hard to diagnose, hard to figure out which way it's going from alignment and they did dialed it in. What was it? 57 yards, all punts in the second half, zero points. Uh, that's just shocking mm-hmm. against the league's number one offense. I mean, that is number one. Uh, you know, we could turn this into a conversation, but I'm just going to give you my list, if you will. Josh Allen's will to get the first down. Josh Allen's just man-child <laughs> ability to do things that other people are either unwilling or afraid because every time you succeed, you raise the bar for yourself. Mm, and good. Josh Allen continues to say, I can do more. There's more gas in the tank. It's it's just thrilling to watch. And then the I guess the uh, the last point I would make is key players that stepped up in the place of injury and and Sherfield's catch. Deontay mm. Hardy fielding the ball at the four. I was I was cringing. I'm like, oh, why is he catching that ball? And he proved me wrong. You know, kicking games constantly breaks uh, players' hearts. And holy moly, uh, Taron Johnson, Taylor Rapp, Dylan Spector, Khalil Shakir. You know, just the number of people. Hey, uh, was it? Uh, the backup tackle came in for laceration hand, Deion Dawkins. Uh, I'm blanking Van, on his name. Vandemark. Vandemark. Vandemark came in and did a yeoman's job. Uh, you know, our running game didn't quite pick it up, but the passing game started to make sense. We got the ball out quickly and efficiently, and we were able to put those long drives together. It was it was something to behold for for freaking sake, man. There was, uh, speaking of the passing game, for me – 
the throws that Allen all of a sudden was making in the second half of that game, specifically after the Deontay Hardy return, like were were throws that we really haven't seen him be make like making. Yeah, of late. Well, uh, look, I'm giving Stephon Diggs the catch on that. Not so much Josh the throw. I'm not talking uh, about that throw. I'm not even talking about that one. I'm talking about. Oh, the I agree. Shakir, the one to uh, to Dalton Kincaid on the left side. Like there was just a couple of throws where they were just brilliant throws. I was like, where has that oh. been all season? Like, what is going on? And the one to Cook that he put on the ground. The one that that, did, that was a great throw. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll say this. I mean, I think uh, James Cook is in the locker room right now, going, I I owe a little redemption. You know, the running game was a great. That's not all on him. Mm-hmm. But that drop, you know, he had a similar drop, a different one, a wheel route. This looked more like a uh, a, a, a nine route. Um, that that's a catch. That's a catch you got to make. And I think he comes back next week against the Steelers with a little bit extra edge. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope so. He, and he and when he's motivated, he obviously plays very very well, as most people do. What were your thoughts on the offensive line? How did they do in this game? Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Seemed like they did okay. They did okay. Torrance, uh, and I didn't. I was going to bring that up as the needs work category, right? But Torrance needs to. He's still got some situational nuance play the, to understanding. You know, Josh on uh, a designed run right up the middle. They had a deuce block, and I'm I'm scratching my head watching why Torrance set out on the guy when literally that thing's going to hit the a gap, and he's got Spencer Brown hip to hip, or as we always say, asses and elbows with him. Why are you giving? Why are you giving up the outside? That so those are nuances, and he's a rookie, so I forgive him. But with respect to, he wants to jump a guy in pass pro, and I'm okay with that. But you can't jump a guy and be, you know, head over, head over, ass over tea kettle, whatever you want to call it. We, you know, if you're lunging and leaning, dog in a butcher shop, these guys are just too good at this level. You've yeah. got to be able to do that with your chest to the sky and your arms long and. Every time he gets beat on a quick move, it's because he wants to quick set a guy, but he's too far forward. Mm. Interesting. 
Interesting. That's good. And he's, he's got to learn. He's got to learn. There's a way to do it, and it's almost just like play action. He's just got to set it quick, get the stomp, get the arms out. So we got a little preview into the work there. Uh, before we move to the work, because uh, I think I feel like there's some meat on the bone as far as just the good goes. There's something to be said for just the resiliency of this team. Um, we went through a we went through a, a time. I'm going to say a season, but not necessarily a season as we think of seasons. But we went through a time where like this team is learning to win. Like they're they've got to learn how to win. They've got to learn how to overcome. They've got to learn how to overcome mistakes. And and you know teams are going to beat themselves. No team is perfect. Uh, you hope that they don't, but resiliency especially in this game and i don't know if you can necessarily put us in a mindset or understand from a player standpoint what's happening on the sideline when it just feels like things aren't going well and then that play comes right that you i almost wonder if you could argue that the, the bills maybe don't win that game if deontay hardy doesn't return that that punt for a touchdown like everything shift the momentum did not go back to the dolphins until they stopped them on fourth and one uh, on the last drive the Bills had. Now, obviously, the Bills, they got the interception to win the game, but, like, it was – the Dolphins were in trouble. They, like, they – they, yeah, it was bad. So, I, I don't know if you got it yeah. from a player standpoint, that mindset of being on the sideline, and I know it's fight on my men. I know that, but go ahead. No, look, and it is, but I think there's key players there, key leaders. Josh is – you know, he's not Mr. Animated Screamer on the sideline. But he never looks dejected, in my opinion. You know, he looks thoughtful. He looks like he's getting ready. He's a he's, you know, a goldfish, like you said. Short-term memory loss. It's it's what every player has to have. But then you have guys like Ed Oliver. You have guys like Stefan Diggs who Jordan continue Poyer. to bring really strong energy. Right, yeah. Micah Hyde, yeah. uh, Jordan Poyer, yep. who you can look to to say. We are in this thing. This is this is not a blowout. We are shutting down the league's best offense right now. Mm-hmm. Head high. Something there's something in your mind that says the pendulum always swings. Like when when whatever team comes out and they're 14 points up, like in the game last night, the national championship game, I said, it's not gonna last. Washington isn't just gonna lay down. Mm-hmm. And the pendulum swings back the other way. Now, can you keep pushing that pendulum out? And that's what the mm-hmm. Bills were able to do. They got the break. Deontay Hardy took it to the house, but were they able to able to just keep the pendulum up there in that mm-hmm. quadrant? And they did. Yeah, they and did. that's just like the exhilaration moment having our fans in their stadium and this feeling that we're shutting down Tyreek Hill, a chain after our eight a chain. Yep, you said after, it right. Yep. After his first uh, first half, there there's a like you take those things. Hey, we're doing well. We're just waiting for that break, and it's going to yeah. come. Who's it going to be? Yeah. And that's what we used to say in the '90s. Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy? And everybody should be thinking it's going to be me. That's yeah. the attitude. I'm going to be the guy. That the, the the last thing I would leave you with for me is just the runs that Josh was making, and he's always traditionally had a very uh, good ability to run against the Dolphins for certain. For some reason, everybody I don't know has that g- team that they play well against. For Josh, it's the Dolphins. Uh, but that fourth and thirteen, or fourth and twelve, or third and twelve run that he had was it fourth and twelve or thirteen? Whatever, whatever. Third and it was. thirteen. Third and thirteen. Right. Um, I, st- I I I know that <laughs> number number four from the Dolphins got out of the way. But Christian Wilkins hit him in the hip. And then there was another defensive back there. Like he had to get through three or four. I still, I watched that play still. And I'm like, I don't know how he got that first down. And he, like, I I don't think he could believe it when he got there. Like he was like, oh my God, I made it. But then obviously the flag and I lost my mind. But then the flag was defensive holding. But uh, 
He yeah. was just he was just on point. Um, what did you see defensively? Why why does he have that ability against them? Where other teams seems seem he doesn't have the long fifty yard runs anymore. The big you re, you remember that like the last several years, like like yeah. he, he'd break out for a forty five yard or a forty yard and just be trucking down well, the field. You know, to be honest, I didn't I didn't think they really you know they didn't have a spy on him the entire game that I saw. Uh, Gotcha. I didn't see them picking up on that. We weren't dumping the ball to the to James Cook right over, you know, five yards, you know, past the line of scrimmage. So, you know, their their plan was Josh has made some errant throws. I think we're going to take advantage of the throws rather than commit a guy, uh, you know, to, to shadow him, so to mm-hmm. speak. Yeah. And I don't care if it's as long as every run he makes, whether it's four yards or 13, that it gets a first down and, yeah. and he's not hurt. So yeah. that's uh that's pretty great stuff. That some of the good that we did is look, they they had a lot of guys out. And I've heard all this argument. And I always say you just could you you only play with the guys that show up and put a helmet that's right. on. That's right. That's um right. W- not having Waddle hurts them. Mm. It hurt them. Tyreek Hill is really your main weapon, and that guy, he's 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 shouldering a lot of the burden for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know that any one guy can do that for too damn long. And that's the beauty of what we saw last night from the Bills is it got spread around. There were guys that were showing up, making catches, guys doing things on the field defensively that were not the guy. Yep, yep. Uh, Nathan says, uh, it's funny, I may be older, but I remember meeting John at the old Fredonia training camp days. I still have his autograph. All right, all right. How about that? All right. So, welcome, Nathan. The last thing, and I meant to start the show with this, and I completely forgot because I blanked. Um, John, we, we ran a successful bubble screen. <laughs> like, they ran a wide receiver bubble screen that freaking worked. Like, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, when that was happened. It, was that Gabe Davis's block on the edge? No, he was out of the game. Blocked, he blocked two guys. So, oh, my yeah. God. That was, that was insane. Yeah, I couldn't believe Look, it. I, yeah. You know, say what you want, Joe. I don't know. I loved it, but I hey, let's it. talk about let's talk about what needs work. All right here what, we go. What, what do you think I didn't love? <laughs> no, I know you loved it. I just think it always looks like an easy play, but the willingness of people to block is what really you but, know. But but to me, stop calling it if that's the case. Like, there's a moment where, like, if I can't get my kids to to, to do the dishes, I'm going to stop asking. Like it's no, point. what you do is you go to the restaurant supply store and you get a bus tray and you put their empty, their <laughs> dirty dishes and you put it in their bedroom. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. I'll try that. Yeah. That's works funny. For so, me. uh, work wise, um, for me, there was, there was a lot of good and bad from this football game. Obviously it's, it's easy to, to, to stay on the good just because they won and all the things that were in play, the number two seed, the AFC East championship, which we talked about, um, Interestingly to me, I don't know what Josh was doing on his first interception. Clearly the turnovers, I'm, I'm falling into this uh, <clears throat> place that I, th- I feel like a lot of people are falling into, which is, look, if you're going to have Josh Allen be 80% of your offense, you're just going to have to accept the fact that he's going to have some, in- some turnovers. But the hard part, you've got the really bad first turnover, of which he, he jerks his head back with his arm in motion, has no idea where Gabe Davis is, threw the ball straight to Eli Apple, who had been beaten. Like Gabe was like 15 feet away from him, and Eli's just standing there like, what's up? And then the ball hits him in the chest. The second interception, to me, didn't matter. It was fourth and two, and he throws the ball to the end zone. That's better than him throwing incomplete pass there. Like if he throws an incomplete, they got, I don't know, what whatever minus the, 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 the touchback yardage was. And then obviously the strip, it is what it is, but that's think, not his fault. 
that's not right. For for me, there's an aspect. I mean, of it's, he's he's responsible for securing the ball, but you know, you it's you can't get beat that quick. The, the, the one that I take, uh, uh, what, what what that I have an issue with was the last play of the second the, of the first half, the pass to Ty Johnson, which I thought was a great pass. Um, I thought Ty, I think Ty Johnson nine times out of ten scores on that play. But I, I have a problem with that whole entire setup and blaming Josh Allen for that because even coach coming off the field, which this part I like, that he said, you know, he actually criticized his quarterback in that moment, which was fine. I mean, it was a little icky, but whatever. Like, let's be transparent. But the ball has to go to the end zone. There was nobody yeah. in the end zone. There wasn't a single player in the end zone to throw the football to. So if the ball well, has to go to the end zone, who's he throwing it? There, there were no well, rounds he, called to the end he zone. Say, did he say Josh has to throw it into the end zone, or did he say the ball has to go to the end zone? Because that's that actually, would be a, that's a good point. That would be a uh, Joe Miller, Joe Brady question. Yeah, you're so you're here, here's my take on it. Okay, the the first inter- I'm all, interceptions will happen if sure. if you throw a contested ball, and sometimes they come up with it. I'm willing to go. Okay, that one, that first one, Josh, just look. He had time. Mm. He gets a little skittish in the pocket sometimes. He didn't need to be then. He could have he could have put his eyes over there. He could have made a better throw, at least not an interception. Right. Uh, the second one, the head scratcher on the second one, for me, it was fourth and two. It ended up being a, basically a punt, was he could have run that one. He, he had It was Christian Wilkin with him out in space, I think. And I'm betting dollars to donuts that Josh can – could change direction and shake Christian Wilkin and dive forward the length of his body, which is like 18 yards, and get a first down. Yeah, so yeah, sure. that was I, the throw, I guess, is fine. But uh, what I couldn't figure out is why didn't he just run it? Like, why didn't he just put a move on him and run it instead of throwing up a, a, a more or less a Hail Mary? Yeah, he had the he had the receiver open in the flat too on the under, underneath route. Joe Brady actually pointed that out, but for some reason Josh Allen didn't like it. So, and that's the, that's the yeah. part we'll never get. And and they asked Joe Brady about that, I believe, and he said, "Well, sometimes you know Josh will come back and be like, like he was he was blocked, I couldn't see him through the tackle or whatever." Like that's I didn't, right, that's I didn't right. It always looks easier when your camera angle comes from about you know row eighty. Right, right. Looking, I can ever, I can see everything from up there. <laughs> as far as more work goes, you talked a little bit about o- Osiris Torrance and just the offensive line. What else did you see that the Bills need to maybe sharpen up a little bit going into this first playoff game against the Steelers? Well, I was a little vexed that the running game wasn't more successful when they had two, you know, defensive ends, starting defensive ends out of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. somebody convinced me why a guy off the street who looked very out of shape, who ended up covering one of our tight ends, Ingram. No, Mel- Ingram. You know, he actually wasn't off the street. He's been on their practice squad for a while, but yeah. Oh, has he? I thought he was off the street. Well, regardless, that was kind of curious to me. So get the damn running game going against the Steelers. They have their marquee guy out, which means the guy behind him is thinking, I got a chance. Yeah. I got a chance to slay the Buffalo Bills. So that's got to be fixed. Josh, I'll give you the turnovers, and I'm willing to mentally make the trade because you account for 80% of the offense, but not when they're eh, dumb like that. Osiris Torrance individually needs to get better. Um, I thought the offensive line played pretty well, respectively. Um, What else do I have on here? It needs a little work. Uh, James Cook, don't drop balls now. It's a playoffs, kid. Don't drop it last week. That was a playoff game. Don't drop Two touchdowns. He's dropped two touchdowns. One against the Eagles, and one against you know obviously this yep. past week against the Dolphins. Yep. Yep. Uh, that that really is all. I, I'd I'd love to see the defense kind of react, diagnose, evolve, uh, make adjustments quicker because mm-hmm. that running game had me a little, a little frazzled. I 
I I get that it's hard to get pressure on Tua because the ball comes out so fast, but uh, I, I think Greg Rousseau is just as many TFLs as he has and only five sacks on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need more. I need more out of Greg Rousseau. I need more production. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of rounds it out for me. Yeah, no, there, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, I think you hit it. I mean, you know, it's the ground game was effective at times, and there's other times when you needed it to. I thought I felt like going down the stretch, They, whether it's the play calls, whether you, you might know more than I do as far as that goes, I felt like they were more effective early running the ball than they were when they really needed to run. And obviously they're, they're looking to, 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 what's the word, to, uh, uh, to draw the clock out, to, to, to run the clock out. It just, it felt like first down, it's first and 10, this is your final drive. All you got to do is bleed the clock and they get stopped for no gain or minus one. So uh, just some of that stuff, but uh, awesome. Uh, real quick. Uh, any final thoughts just as far as going into next week before we get out of here? Yeah. Everybody in Buffalo, go to Ficta Endolom or Eye Care and get checked out, get your free consultation. Uh, look, I, I, this is a great opportunity. I mean, I can't, I just can't believe we're talking that we got the two seed. I just, it's, it's hard for me to believe I'm thrilled. The game was on again last night at my hotel. So I was watching, I was like, I got to go to bed. I got to go to bed, but I, my eyes were glued to the screen. So I'm, I'm watching the game second time. And it, it was, it was as amazing as it was the damn first time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you have been tuned into the off tackle with John Fina show on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network brought to you by Ficta Endel and Elmer. I care for myself. For John Fina, thank you for showing up for this special time. We'll talk to you guys next week after the Bills play the Steelers. Go Bills. Love you, Bills Mafia. Go Bills. Go Bills. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.